I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Brent. He had phimosis and was circumcised as an adult. Let's talk about it. um, This is, uh, I'm so excited for this. Um, I I would love to give like a little bit of a uh, sort of like a little story for context as to how we found ourselves here. So um, for folks who are relatively new to the podcast um, or like haven't gone through the entire catalog um, as a show that's been around for seven years now, we were, we're about to publish our 600th episode. So there's quite a, there's quite a, quite a few. Thank you. Thank you. There's quite a few episodes uh, in the catalog, the back catalog that I'm sure a lot of people haven't gotten around to. But back in the day, when we first started this this project, um, and we were still recording at the the Halifax Halifax Central Library, um, we did a recording with uh, a friend of mine, Andrew. Um, and the idea behind that recording was we were going to talk about um, adult circumcision. And the reason why was because I had found out by hanging out with my friend Andrew and having conversations like we do on this show that Andrew was circumcised a little bit later in life. Now, Andrew did not know this, but so was I. And so when we came into the studio to record, I think I kept that from Andrew. And it was like kind of a double episode where it was me and Andrew talking. How did you have that first conversation with him and not go, me too? I forget. I forget exactly how. It was so long ago. But but essentially, the, the four of us had this conversation. And Andrew told us about uh, the procedure that he had. He, did, he wasn't circumcised. He had a dorsal slit, but I was fully circumcised. I was circumcised at 16. I think Andrew was circumcised a little bit later. And that conversation s- sparked a sort of like reaction. That tsunami. We, a tsunami, really. <laughs> a to, circumcision a, a, tsunami. A circumcision <laughs> tsunami. Um, where where we, we got more feedback and more people writing us about that episode than we have ever had anyone write us about anything still to this day. Mm-hmm. And when we did that episode up until now, I think we've probably had in the ballpark of like 20 people with penises message us to specifically say they got circumcised because of our episode. And the reason for that is for this, uh, this condition known as phimosis, which is the reason why I was circumcised. The reason why Andrew had this dorsal slit. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. We still get emails to this day. We had someone email recently that was like wanting more information, which is kind of one of the reasons why we wanted to do this episode. I, I have a theory about it, and I'm not um, trying <laughs> to like categorize, like say that all the people who reached out to us fit into this category, but I can imagine that one, because God, like this is actually a, a serious thought, guys. But one, okay, I'm listening. One, thanks, for pre- <laughs> thanks for prefacing that. Because sometimes I'm not sure that. if you know that. But uh, I think one, because guys in general have a hard time talking about their health. Yeah. Especially, or that's like, that's like definitely 
Especially penile health. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, when yeah. they're talking about their yeah. dicks. And like, it's really hard. I mean, it's hard to talk to anybody if you're yeah. experiencing mm-hmm. problems with your dick because it feels yeah. Well, I think, I think that that's true with just human beings in general. Sexual health isn't something that's easy for us to talk about. Totally. That's right. I mean, as a, as, as a man, and that's my perspective, so that's what I'll be talking throughout the, I'm Brent, by the way, uh, throughout the, the <laughs> podcast. Um, we don't have a healthy, well, I mean, I didn't grow up with a healthy way to talk about my penis or about sexual health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nor did many of us. Yeah. I didn't have anyone because as, as a dude, uh, well, in my experience, uh, when you talk about penises, it's either a joke because yeah. mm-hmm. dick jokes are, I mean, they're still funny um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or, um, it's just, uh, talking about how awesome your penis is yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, you know, yeah. how much, yeah. how much you did with your penis yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Inflating right. the numbers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, but like at no point did I feel like I could talk about my broken penis to yeah. my friends. I yeah. didn't have a support group. Right. Um, totally. I didn't have that, like, cause I mean, it's just like, it's not part of any yes. culture I've been a part of yes. where we can say, Hey, yeah, I have got a broken penis. Could someone help me like, yeah. you know, like sort of walk through this? Exactly. Yeah. So we put that episode out and mm. there's so many people that related that conversation because phimosis, which is what we're here to talk about today is a condition where essentially, uh, if you are someone born with a penis that has not been circumcised and you have phimosis, it means that your foreskin cannot retract over the glands of the penis. So over the head of the penis, the, 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 the foreskin doesn't retract, which mm. causes a number of different issues. It can cause issues with um, like cleanliness and hygiene of your penis. Smegma. Smegma is a big problem. Uh, it causes issues <laughs> no, with like, like painful sex. So it can, it can prevent you from like actually having sex. My first sexual experience when I lost my virginity was when I realized that I couldn't have sex. And that was the thing that propelled me to have a circumcision. So that's the context. And so the other night I'm, I'm at this movie screening in Halifax and, uh, and there's a bunch of folks there, uh, some people I haven't seen in a while. And I run into our friend Brent and I haven't seen you in a bit. And Brent, uh, I was like, oh, good to see you. And you were waiting in line. We were waiting in line for a beer. And Brent, you're like, actually, I've been meaning to talk to you because, um, I, I recently heard your episode about phimosis and, uh, I just got circumcised and I was floored because literally the day before I was talking to the two of you and I was going, we should do a follow-up episode on circumcision. And so it was very, uh, it was very serendipitous that you would reveal this information to me. Then I realized, holy shit, Brent, you're like, you're, how old are you? You're in your late thirties, early. I am 43 years old. 43. Oh, dude, you don't look 43. I I would have said like 36. Uh, Don't be ageist. I I just dropped a few ounces. (laughs) 43. So that's a foreskin joke. So, uh, so our guest today is Brent, uh, and Brent, hello. First of all, thank you for coming in and talking to us. Uh, thank you for having me. I love talking about my penis. (laughs) Oh my God. And I'm really excited to talk to someone new about my penis. Um, (laughs) My wife is hoping that this will get this out of my system so I can <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, but why don't, Jeremy, why don't you tell us about the movie that we were seeing? Um, yes. Yeah, well, this movie. It's, 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 relative, it's relevant. There were a lot of slice. There was a lot of slicing and dicing <laughs> in this movie. So yeah. we went to go see uh, uh, Shogun Assassin, which is a uh, an absolutely spectacular, fucking phenomenal film from the 80s 
that was cut together from four films from the 70s. It's a samurai movie and uh, a lot of circumcisions happening uh, in the movie <laughs> while you're watching. It's just slice, yeah. dice, a lot fucking of face circumcisions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single <laughs> act of uh, swordplay and violence gave me flashbacks. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Brett, I guess therapy. to, to kind of kick this <laughs> off. Rivers of blood. Um, let's uh, let's let's get talking about your penis. Uh, you. So you were 43. Yep. You had phimosis. My entire life. Um, you've had it your entire life. So I guess my first question is, A, when was the first time that you came to realize that there was something about your penis that, um, that set you apart from most people who have a, a, a penis that, you know, uh, that works normally and, you know, the foreskin, foreskin can retract? Right. Uh, when did I first find out? Um, you know what? It's funny because I really think that I uh, tried to tell myself that my penis was super normal, mm-hmm. even though I knew it probably wasn't. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, for my first sexual experiences were painful. And I was like, I guess that's what sex is like. Yeah. Mm. And like, or it's sort of like, or maybe there's something wrong, but like I wasn't going to get it checked out. Yeah. Um, it was, it wasn't probably until university where I actually realized that, um, oh yeah, I definitely have a, an abnormal penis. And so back then, you know, I didn't have a cell phone. And so I was like in the university computer lab Googling <laughs> phimosis <laughs> and like and like some like some of the most horrible imagery I think I've ever seen in my life sort yeah. of pops up. And I'm like, holy shit, that's me. Like back in, uni- in back in university. So like, been like first year yeah, university. Like, so like yeah. 20, 20, I've been, tw- I've been like 19, 20 years old. Yeah. And, and I guess like you don't really have, you know, from the time you maybe have your first sexual experience or up until university, I mean, there's probably like a bit of a gap there where like you're not, you know, you're not really, you don't have a frame of reference. Mm-hmm. You might not be like, you might not have the same like relationship with friends that, uh, you know, where, where it might even start to come up in conversation. Like that right. probably doesn't even really start until university. Right. Like for the, for the most part. And so even then it's, it's a weird thing to talk about. Totally. Yeah. Right? Because, because, like, mm-hmm. because like, you know, we were talking right before we started recording, it's like when you, I think, especially in your teenage years, you're, you're like, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to show yourself, you know, like you're trying to be like, oh yeah, it's all that good. Was you, that was you, Tay. You were trying to <laughs> that me, me, me and a lot, me and most everybody yeah. else. No, but I think you're right. High school, it's about, you know, um, you're trying to, you're trying to fit in. Totally. Um, you don't want to be different. You don't want to give people yeah. a reason yeah. to like think that you have right. something going on or that's something that they could exploit or something, and, which is what kids And you're not kids developed do. enough to like recognize those issues and like take the actions you need to fix them. Yeah. Did, did you notice though, like even, even before like having um, a sexual experience with a partner, did you notice like even when you were jerking off that like, or, or did you just like sort of find a way that like worked for yeah. you and you're like, Oh, that works. Uh, yeah. Well, jerking off, I found a way that worked for me. Same. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like you figure it out. Right. Which is something I'd like to talk to you guys about later on, uh, you know, sort of jerking out in the present. <laughs> uh, I'm still working on that. Uh, but uh, but um, here's the thing. Um, from the, my very first sexual experiences as a, you know, you know, a young person, I have been having sex with condoms. Mm. I've never had, I've never really had sex without a condom because I found this way that's like, well, if I'm, if I'm, if I put this condom on really tight, then it, my, my skin doesn't huh. pull back. Yes. Huh. And so I could have, I could have really satisfying sexual life without, oh. And he, I mean, and here's the thing too, like 
Like, were you purposely buying like extra small condoms? No, no, no. Just, just, jam like, it, just, you just jam it on. Just a regular condom would do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really, yeah. Uh, that's really, uh, that's really fascinating in the sense that, yeah, I think just that like you find a you find a way. Yeah. Like instead of going because I think I feel like this with pretty much anything that comes up with my health. Mm-hmm. My initial and this isn't for everybody's gut reaction, but my gut reaction is like, how can I, how can I just work with it? Yeah, yeah you know what? Totally. What yeah. is the like? Because I think of going to the doctor, mm-hmm. doing all these things. Like, there's a lot of steps. There's a lot of things. Yeah. There's yep. a lot. Of, there might be a lot of waiting involved. Like, if I don't, what what can I do? before that yeah well yeah totally and that's that's exactly what i was doing i was like okay i um you know how can i have sex and how can i feel good about it and then i i remember being like you know what this isn't a normal penis but it's the one i've got mm-hmm. so what can i do with it how can mm-hmm. i make it work and as far as like the cleanliness stuff is concerned you know i did a lot of reading and research and i found out like you know like there there are some stretching and massage uh oh, God, activities man, you can that, do. that like hurts me just thinking about it. just mm-hmm. just oh. because because like i i mean I don't know, you know, out of all the conversations that we've, that I've had over the, over the last seven years about phimosis, like, I don't know the, I don't know the extent to which phimosis, like what the spectrum is of like severity of phimosis. But like for me, when I was, for sure. And and for me, when I was, when I was younger, I know that like, I had pretty much the, like, if there's the furthest like end of the spectrum of like the, 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 the most intense phimosis you can have, I probably mm-hmm. had that. And mm-hmm. so like, so what that meant was like, you know, I'm going to get real graphic here. Oh, please do. Uh, <laughs> when you looked at the tip, the very tip of my penis, like you were trying to like, like, like stare your eye down yep. my urethra. The eye of Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> don't look too close. Uh, don't make eye contact. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the, the hole in the the hole, the hole of my foreskin was literally no more than like Mm -hmm. Christ. I would say like, like maybe the, the, the face of the queen on the, on a dime. So you mean like you couldn't see your whole, (laughs) no, uh, you saw the face of the queen on the tip of your penis. (laughs) I couldn't see the entire length of my, my urethra opening. Right. So it looked like a, um, so instead of like an oval, it just looked like a, like a rectangle. Yeah. It was just this little, exactly. Yeah. And so, 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 and then when it came to jerking off, like the, the, because I, I was jerking off at a pretty young age. The, the and a lot and <laughs> ferociously a lot. Um, the way that I that I figured out how it worked for me, I'm sure this is probably similar to you. Is mm-hmm. jerking off wasn't a a stroking method of up and down, up and down. It was just up. So it was yeah. like it was like how you would imagine milking a cow. Mm-hmm. You're just going one direction. Right. So like pumping outwards over and over and over. Dude, what if the band One Direction is called One Direction because they just are like... <laughs> they all phimosis! They all phimosis. <laughs> They're just in One Direction. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's, that's, a, a, that's, that's a classic sick boy. That's like an OG sick boy joke. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, yeah. I there, but, well, that's really interesting because, um, yeah, I was exactly the same way. and But that also led to me having to learn how to... Um, communicate with like new partners yes, mm-hmm. yeah. from a very young age being like yeah. letting them know what would cause pain and what would cause pleasure yeah which indirectly i think perhaps may be a better um partner i mean absolutely or like i just sort of like learn more about my my body and i feel like even even with the condoms i feel like i've been having safe sex my entire life yeah not necessarily because of an altruistic thing more more because more uh, selfish yeah ex- but ex- at ex- the same time i accidentally um feel like uh maybe you know like i've 
developed healthy habits because yeah. of it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like that, that was one of the things that I wanted to bring up was like that notion of, you know, having to practice safe sex for the, for the sheer fact that it was actually the only thing that allowed you to find pleasure mm-hmm. plus the communication aspect of it, which is like, you know, in doing, in doing the other podcast, turn me on. Um, that's like one of the things that we've noticed over the years, like one of the most important parts of a relationship is your ability to connect and communicate meaningfully in the bedroom. Um, and so like there are these sort of silver linings that come with this, this experience. How did, how did that conversation evolve though? Because I imagine like, like the first time you were having sex, you weren't totally, I mean, you probably didn't fully understand what exactly was happening, but like, as you started to understand how did you start to approach that conversation about like, you know, this is what feels good for me or like, this is the situation that I'm dealing with? Well, I mean, it was, it was a long process, you know, cause I, at first I didn't even realize what it was that I had. Yeah. Right. Um, but, um, I think it, like, it, cause it started off with like, ow, ow, that hurts. And they'd be like, what, why? And I'm like, I don't know, but like, you know, could you do it this way instead? And then when it turned, when I started doing this research, I found out that I had phimosis then, you know, as I would have like these new par- partners, I'd be like, okay, so just so you know, before we like anything happens, you know, that I, I have phimosis. And for most people, it was like, is that an STI? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. can I, I get like, it? Uh, no, no, I, I have, uh, you can't get it. Oh, I, I only have it. Um, it's, uh, you know, and then I have to go through the whole thing about, you know, it's not exactly a sexy conversation, but it kind of is because like for me, it was like, I'm actually like talking about, you know, what makes me feel yeah. good. What makes me yeah, feel yeah. good. And like, you know, and that's, and that's, a, and that's another thing I want to talk to you guys about is just um, the idea, like you were saying earlier, um, talking, you, you ran into somebody and just started talking about your foreskin with them. Yes. Randomly. And I've found that maybe it's because I've been, you know, because of the problem I've been talking about my penis for much of my life, mm-hmm. but I found that I've like been magnetically attracted to other people with phimosis. No mm. And I don't know if you've had this, this thing as well, but I, um, I feel like no matter where I go, doesn't matter what country I am in the world, I find another person mm. who's either had phimosis and gotten like the and gotten the uh, you know the the, the procedure cor- corrective procedure, <laughs> or you know a lot of them have had these like sort of awful stories about mm-hmm. how they their foreskin exploded during sex. Whoa, Whoa right? dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Taylor just pointed at me. I don't want to say it because it's uh, not my story to tell. Dennis, my brother, um, had he tore his uh, frenulum. Oh yeah, classic frenulum. Yeah, which I think is what what I think that really speaks to is you know be feeling like everywhere you go, it's like oh, there's somebody with a with a story that you know with a a similar story that like lies Mm -hmm. somewhere in the spectrum is like that that it is such a spectrum. Like when yep. I hear, when I hear the, your story and when I've heard Jer's story and Andrew's story, I, I think like, Oh, I think I have, I think I have frenulum breath mm-hmm. to, to like a, to mm-hmm. a, to a like lesser extent. Right. Which can you, is just, can you explain what that is? Which like the, the, so if you're not circumcised, then there's, there's a frenulum, which is like a, a, a piece of skin attachment that's attached to your foreskin, which is also, which is then attached to like the, the, the the tip of your right. urethra. It's which the, is also it's the, the same the same the same as that little flap of skin under your tongue. That's yeah. also a frenulum. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like the most sensitive part of your. Tongue. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I think that's like just maybe five percent shorter than I I would like it to mm-hmm. be. And so when I you know for example my my wife and I we had a kid recently but we had a lot of trouble when we did IVF and in the time where we were like before we were doing IVF we had to have we were trying to 
you know, get ovulation windows and like have sex as much as we possibly could in that time. So nice. I, I was having <laughs> so much back to back sex, right. like yeah. to, to the point where sex was a, was like, was a chore. Like it was a, mm-hmm. it was a job to do. And how much I, are you getting paid for that job? Uh, pl- it was exclusively in pleasure, which the pleasure was oh, on a downward. The pleasure was on a <laughs> downward uh, 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 scale. The, R- the ROI well. was not. Uh, yeah, was not, yeah. T- not it was high. diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I would go and after and after like three days of having lots of sex, I would be like, I can't. Like I'm I'm sore, and I'm yep. and mm-hmm. I'm seeing like little. Little tears, little tears mm-hmm. yeah. and you go. Oh my it, are, God. are the tears on the on the foreskin or on the on the, fr- on, on the, the frenulum. frenulum? It's like the, it's just like it's being overextended right. and these little slits are. Like, and I so, know, I know, urologist, but I think that there's a fairly simple procedure. To, I I, mean, I know it's and, not even it's not even a full like. I know, yeah. right? And because it's and because it's like because it seems so, so minor in the sense that like I would really have to be having a lot of sex all the time yeah. for it to really present mm-hmm. itself. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. really present a, a challenge any other time other than like some pretty specific mm. moments in my life but but all that to say like so many people kind of exist on this spectrum right. of having something that's you know really in the way mm-hmm. like i can't have a sexual experience right to oh i have sexual experiences but i get this discomfort in this certain mm. scenario and like maybe i need to get a fix maybe i don't yeah and 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 I think a lot of people and way more people than we know because of the stigma attached to it yeah. are dealing with. So, it's, so it's, I, w- I want to talk to that point. I mm-hmm. just want to add to that too, is that, so I have the same thing as you Taylor with that. And like, and, um, if I, you know, uh, don't have enough like foreplay to warm up or, you know, don't, uh, if like I have too much sex too frequently, then, mm-hmm. then I also get those same tears. But Ooh. the reason why I want to say that is because, all four of us in this room, four to four guys yeah. have had experiences yeah. where, you know, it's important to be able to communicate with your partner about the way that your dick right. feels yeah, or like totally. what's going on. And so it's such an important conversation because yeah. it's not just for like these, these instances where, you know, you, you have something that you like, right. You know, is, yeah. is quote unquote different. Everybody needs to yeah. be able to have these types of conversations. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. This is four broken dicks in a room. That's right. Yeah. So, so to that point, one direction. <laughs> so to that point, uh, one of the things that I want to say like right off the bat here is, uh, even though we're 20 minutes in, uh, is that phimosis or sorry, circumcision is, is kind of a, it's kind of a touchy topic, right? There's, there is a very large, um, like active uh, group of people out there that are very anti-circumcision oh, yeah. for, for great reason, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, circumcision, uh, I, I also believe that like circumcising a, uh, an infant just based on birth, like a lit, it's a little bit barbaric. It's a little bit of a, a, a fucky. It's strange. Like, it's strange, right? It could be considered genital mutilation. Yeah, genital <laughs> mutilation. And now, of course, there's like there's there's you know religious reasons for this. There's like cultural reasons. It doesn't make it not strange. It though. doesn't. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> the the one of the things I want to say is we we're not we're not talking about that no. today. We're right. talking about people that have penises that have a condition where um, more often than not, in order to um, to fix that condition circumcision is is required uh it's like a medical and like so and social yeah health so so uh typically um uh circumcision is uh in young children it's super normal for the foreskin not to be able to pull be pulled back at all mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this and you have a kid you know and your kid's like 
eight years old and you're wondering, oh no, does my kid have four, like phimosis? Do I have to go get them fucking circumcised? No. I didn't pull my foreskin back till I was at least 10. Over 90% of cases uh, resolved by the age of seven. Okay. So uh, although full retraction is still prevented by uh, prepudial adhesions mm-hmm. in over half at this age, uh, occasionally phimosis can be caused by an underlying condition such as scarring due to balantitis or balantis exerotica uh, obliterate uh, obliterations. Um, uh, this can be typically diagnosed by seeing scarring at the opening of the foreskin. Uh, one to two percent in uncircumcised males, uh, eighteen or older, is the frequency at which we see phimosis. So one to two percent right. of the population are over eighteen years old and still have phimosis. It hasn't resolved. Typically, it resolves by eighteen years old. Um, now, when I got mm. circumcised, I was sixteen. I was like, I'm not fucking waiting. Right. Um, but when it comes to the severity, there's, there's actually a score from one to five. So score one, uh, full retraction of foreskin, but it's tight behind the glands. Score number two is partial exposure of the glands. Um, uh, sco- uh, number three is partial retraction. Uh, the matus is just visible. I don't know what the matus is. I don't know enough. About I, maybe that's the eye. Yeah. Um, uh, score four, slight retraction, but some distance between the tip and the glands. And then score five, and this is what I had, was absolutely no retraction of the foreskin whatsoever. And I'm actually looking at images with uh, Phimosis right now, and you can see this image here uh, on the bottom. Oh, yeah. The, uh, familiar. The, that, mine, my Phimosis was way tighter than that. Like, I couldn't see anything. The, so the top anything. is, uh, my the top is like yours. was closer yes. to the top one, but like through 20 years of stretching, I made it to the bottom one, which wow. is only two millimeters, but it makes a difference. So yes. what's that all about? Yeah, what's right. the stretching all about? And like how often <clears throat> and how dedicated would you need to be to it to get any result? Uh, well, you just have to do it all the time. Um, and like there are some steroid creams that I guess you can use that yeah. sort of like help to, uh, to right. expand mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just basically like, slowly just sort of like a you know stretching it because it is mm. like a stretchy piece of flesh it's just like mm. build a scar tissue um but i but after 20 years of stretching my uh my uh my foreskin i was finally able to actually sort of clean easily as long as i was huh. like fully flaccid right right, mm. right 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 now when, one of the, one of the one of the complications would you like 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 ice your junk to get max shrinkage uh, no. Do you ever like go like, like cold pool? You should have you should have had a little you should have had a little bucket with just cold water, and then you just squat cold water so your junk's all. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're just describing my lifestyle for the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the complications with phimosis too is uh, it's called paraphimosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so was in the pool. Paraphimosis <laughs> is where um, the 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 foreskin's still really tight. You manage to get it over the glands, but then it's trapped behind the glands yep. and can't oh. come back up and over. That sounds like a problem. A horrible problem. And it looks re- like the photos of paraphimosis. If you want to ruin your day, mm-hmm. go look at those. Yep. Um, so coming back to your story, uh, Brent, um, you you start to like talk, you know, have conversations when you're a little bit older in university. Yeah. Um when you started to like actually understand, okay, I have phimosis. This is the this is the the dick that I was dealt. Um mm-hmm. What was the what why what was the reasoning behind not getting the circumcision back then? Um and like where at what point did that did that decision start to shift? 
for you. Oh, so you want to hear about my journey? Yeah, okay, yeah. The yeah, whole like the it. origin story Spill of your superhero scene. dick. Okay, this is more of a villain story, really. But, <laughs> um, so there was this uh, explosion in this chemical plant. Right? Wow! <laughs> I was bit by a, a radioactive <laughs> spider on my <laughs> great opening scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> just shooting webs out of the tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just swinging from building to building. Um, so, so yeah, so uh, university, I realized I had an issue. Yeah. Um, chose not to do anything about it. Um, uh, honestly, the very first step in my journey of actually make, making the decision to actually get a circumcision was uh, while I was living in Spain with my wife, Kelly. Um, we were living in Guernica in the Basque country in northern Spain. Nice. I was teaching English there. We were there for about three years. Um, and this is another example of like the magnetic uh, 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 qualities of, of people uh, with famosis is that the only other English speaker in that town was a guy named Patrick, who uh, was the owner of the only Irish pub in the Basque Country. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, it's not in the Basque Country, but in Guernica. Uh, Patrick Scanlon. And I don't know how we started talking about our dicks, but it turns out he had the exact same thing I had. And he's about my age. He was, he's, he was about what my age is now. Like mm. he, was, he was about 43. And, and he... Uh, <laughs> he was trying to have kids, but he couldn't. He couldn't have sex, um, so he ha- uh, uh, so he got a circumcision, like at forty years old. Oh wow! Um, and then he and then he had started having children, and he was like, and and he and we had this like relationship, partially because like it was just nice to f- find someone to communicate mm-hmm. in English with, um, and but also partially because he was pouring me beer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and we would and like I would just talk about we would talk about our dicks every day, and like and he was like really supportive. He's like, you know what? If you have the same thing I had, I hated my life before that. And now I got the circumcision and I feel great. Yeah. Like you should do it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready, but that was like the very first moment where I kind of felt like, Oh, that's maybe a good idea. How, how did, how did, do you remember how the first like conversation came up where you started talking about your dicks? I'm just so curious about like how you get to that point. I wish I remember why or what, what the actual conversations were. Cause I'd like to think that I don't just walk into rooms and be like, <laughs> this is my opening bit. I'm just going to talk about my penis for a second. Any other, I mean, I, mean I feel, I feel I mean, like when you, maybe that is what I do. I don't know. I mean, I feel like as soon as you feel like you can be you with somebody, like, you know, you meet somebody and I feel like there's a, there's like differing uh, runways of time to mm-hmm. where we feel like we are, like fully ourselves with somebody. Yeah. Mm. And for some people that's never, but, but you know, if, if you are, <clears throat> if you are, if you are, you, you know, you tend towards being a social person, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably a little bit more likely to you know divulge and, right. and, and, mm-hmm. and create relationships. And so you create that relationship. And like, as soon as you feel like you're you, especially mm-hmm. if part of you is okay with talking about your yeah. dick, mm-hmm. then that's going to happen, you know, fairly quickly. Oh but yeah, for sure. And like that did sort of become a bit of my personality. And because I had sort of come, uh, I guess I'd sort of decide to like live with the, the cards I've been dealt. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, at the time, you know, I, I had one partner, uh, my wife and like, we had figured out how to have a, mm. you know, a satisfying sex life with, with, the parts that I have mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was good. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to change mm-hmm. because I, I knew how to have a satisfying sex life. And that was it. Now uh, we have just become like a polyamorous over the course of the last two years. And I think that that like having more sex with more partners mm. again, and sort of like after all of this time realizing that, okay, now I'm having this conversation with people again, like in a really yeah. intimate way. And like now we're, and, and, having more sex than I have like 
in yeah. a long time. Like that's mm-hmm. really interesting because like, you saying that I was uh, right before you said that you guys had become polyamorous. My thought, my my question that was forming in my head was, do you think that if you hadn't had gotten married, <laughs> that 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 whole sort of arc of your situation would have been different because Ooh. the more often that you've got to have that conversation with mm. new partners and uh, you know going hmm like is this something that I is this a conversation that as I go into my my whole life or into the next several years am I do I want to keep having this conversation over and over again or do I want to or do I want to try and find a more like permanent solution and does having a permanent partner sort of delay that decision because you know, you find you found those, something that works. You find right. those ways yeah. that work. Well, yeah. So I think uh, yes and no. I'd like to think that I would have come to this decision whether or not I got married. But like the honest, the, the real thing about that is like my relationship with my wife is what has you know helped me to grow into like a mature adult that I am today, and mm-hmm. the type of person mm-hmm. who can recognize that I have mm-hmm. a problem and be able to mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah. I don't think that without my wife, I would have gotten there like maturity wise interesting probably though Ooh. that being said you know you think that you know eventually you fall off a horse enough time yeah. to figure out how to kelly's the type of partner too that would make you real uh real mature i feel i yeah. feel like kelly's got that like there's there's a there's an air about kelly whenever i'm around her i'm like oh, i feel so dumb <laughs> you no, know, it's, like, it's not that she makes you feel dumb but that she makes you want to be a better person yeah she's so cool <laughs> and that's oh, that was and, such a wonderful framing yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not that she makes you feel dumb it's that she makes you want to be a better person uh, that was, yeah, that maybe was that, so maybe, beautiful maybe no. that's it yeah maybe that's that, that's the feeling i have i want to be a better person whenever yeah. i'm around her and i'm like you're so fucking dumb. <laughs> You're so fucking dumb. No, that's her gift, and like, and, which is also ours, right? Yeah, and yeah. So, so yeah, I think that I think that I, you know, probably made that decision yeah. based on the growing that I've been doing over the past, you yeah. know, ten years that I've been yeah. with Kelly, and and yeah, and I finally sort of, and like honestly, the, the probably the final, the final step, like the first one being uh, with Patrick Scanlon and Guernica. I think the final step was probably listen to you guys' podcast about it. Right. I think it was sort of like something I've been going through my head and going through my head and like, um, and yeah, sure. Like this, this was before we had become polyamorous, but it was still like that moment where, um, you know, no, listening to somebody that I know Ooh. who actually had the procedure done again, being like, okay, I've heard the story again. Yes. Again. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you know what? Like this, this makes sense. When, when did you listen to that episode? Was it recent or was it uh, back, like back around the time when, when it came out? That would have been probably 2019 that I listened to. It. Okay, okay, yeah. Like that's, so. Obviously, I was looking for yeah, famosis themed podcast at the time, and yours sort of right. popped to the top of the list, which is great. <laughs> I have a feeling ours might be the only one. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. I, w- I wanted to ask though, like when you're, when you're talking to Patrick and, and he had talked about having like such a great experience with having this procedure done, 
yet you were still feeling this sort of like hesitancy or like maybe like not me, not now type of feeling. Like where, what do you, where do you think that came from? And where do you think, yeah, what do you think that I think was? It's, I think it's healthy to have a he- hesitancy to, um, uh, mutilating your genitals. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's not, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm glad you had a good time, but someone took a knife and cut off the, Did, the tip of your but, penis. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I hear what you're saying, and I totally I totally agree with you. And, and like, you That's know, a tough thing to get through. That's a conversation that's been yeah. going through. You don't want to be an early adopter. I yes. also... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally. I, I also <laughs> believe that it's important to have, like, a good, has a healthy level of hesitancy <laughs> towards anything that somebody recommends for you mm-hmm. to do. Um, but I, I guess my question is, is, like, did how much did you really look into it at the time? And how much after hearing his story were you like, huh, like, do I, do I want to do this? Or... Or did you really even seriously consider at that time, or was it just planting a seed? I think that was the seed. I think yeah. I think all of my conversations in my head uh, about circumcision happened after talking to somebody who had a good experience. Yeah, right. It. Man, yeah. it's so crazy. Yeah. To like, because um, it makes me think about my experience with it, and it it's just wild for me to think that at sixteen. I had one sexual experience that I was like, "Well, that didn't work," and I don't want to ever go through that again. Right, and this is this is way before like the fucking like before Google was a thing that you just Google at anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just like booked my own appointment with the urologist, went in, the urologist was like, yeah, yeah, for most of us, we could circumcise. And I went, sign me up. I'm in like, I'll come in next week. And then literally my mom got the call right. that it was time for me to go in. And my mom went, what the fuck? Well, Jerry, what's this urology appointment? I was like, oh, yeah, you got to drive me to my <laughs> circumcision um, but do, I need to Jared, ride home. Do you think that's because you also grew up in the medical system? Like you, you through your CF Perhaps. had like all of this experience yeah, with yeah. like, yeah, but like a familiarity with like just being in a hospital and just understanding like what comes with that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And probably some also, sort of like, some sort of like faith in the fact that yeah. like they can help you. Yeah. You know, like they, also yeah. probably a little bit to do with the fact that like, just like I've always lived a life where I'm like running out of time. You don't have time. Don't mm. think, just do. It right. was just like impulse. It like my impulse control is that's ADHD. Yeah, probably that. <laughs> and you also <laughs> and you also didn't tell and you also didn't tell your your mom or your dad. I'm no. assuming. Yeah. And and funny story that that brings up to in my mind is that um, so over the last over the last week, Kyla has been dealing with mastitis, which is we had a baby. She's breastfeeding. If you get a clogged milk duct, that can turn into an infection called mastitis, and it's really, it's really horrible. It's like mm-hmm. a twenty-four hour, like major, intense flu. Um, uh, or and actually, it's been like a week now because it's been ongoing. <laughs> but anyway, I made a joke to her the other day, and I was like, "Hey, you get this, mis- you get this like infection, this mastitis when you get a clogged duct and you can't empty your boobs." And I was like, "It's kind of like, it's kind of like." blue balls it's kind of like that like i, I kind of i'm relating to you via blue balls because like when i don't if i don't if i get if i get stimulated and i don't drain my nuts you know then i, I then i, I can't then then it, then it hurts like hell she's like, i, I can you, imagine i can imagine kyle's face when you made this compa- comparison and her just going fuck you no she gets the joke mm-hmm. she gets the joke well, that's funny. i think you guys should do a, a podcast on blue balls because i don't <laughs> 
<laughs> I, yeah, I, that's going to be a real hit. <laughs> I, I don't actually. Like, I mean, I would love to know what, what's actually because, happening because I don't like. I've never experienced it. I don't think it exists. I've never experienced. Oh, yeah. no? I literally just read yeah. a study the other day that uh, that talks about that it that actually does exist and like what, what oh, yeah. was happening. Oh, dude, I'll, it's real. I'll find the article. But I don't think so I've ever. I've like, never had it. But are you doing? Like, are you edging all the time or something? Because no, like, dude, I, no, 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 no. So what happens? No, dude, I'm not <laughs> getting. Okay, I think we're getting off track. I'm not getting it now, dude. I'm talking about anyway. That was just a that was just a setup to talk about something. But the but the point being is that. No, dude, you get it. You're you talking about it. junior high dances. Yeah, I'm when talking you're about like... not dances. I'm talking about I'm talking about one-on-one hookups oh, before before sakes. you were actually doing the deed, and you'd make out with somebody. We understand. For like, we yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah we get, get it. it. Well, Brian yeah. obviously doesn't yeah, yeah. get it. I've heard of the deed. Um, I've never. Had, I've never. Hold had on. Blue so, so the point the point of that being was that Kyla was like, Kyla was like, oh well, you know, we, you know, when you had that when you had that experience, I probably got it for the first time when I was like 13, and. She goes, oh, so like, you know, did you just tell your parents? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was Dad, like, I, I got tell my parents? Balls. Oh, because I, I said I said I missed Me practice. Too, kid. I was hooking up with this girl after school one day, and I didn't go to and I didn't go to practice that night because I felt so sick. And I just told my parents, I, and I told my parents that I felt sick. And she was like, you didn't tell your parents. I was like, are you high? Did I tell my parents? What did I tell my parents that my balls hurt so much that I can't go? And I don't know why yeah. <laughs> that I, and I'm not going to go to, I couldn't just, jizz. I can't go to the game. You just like, you just don't talk about that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like your parents, you just Mom, don't, I can't jizz. You just don't involve your parents in that conversation. Yeah, and, I, and I guess, it, it, I mean, I think that speaks to, that speaks to some stigma, but also just like some inherent, like I don't want to share this yeah, with my parents. It's, like it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like, to yeah. You. Oh yeah. I, uh, just, I just told my mom that I got a circumcision, like after the fact. Nice. Yeah. She's like, "How are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, just we're doing like you know post surgery stuff." She's like, "What?" It's like I got a circumcision. She's like, "Why?" Because like, <laughs> it's like, cool. I was like, "Cause my my penis never worked right." And like I never have these conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. with my parents. We never even had a sex talk, right? Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, my penis didn't work right, so I decided to get rid of this foreskin." And then she's like, pauses for a second. She's like, yeah, you should have gotten t- taken care of that earlier, hey? Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. I was like, fuck you, mom. Yeah. Uh, a little, uh, before we get in, I, I really want to talk about like the procedure because uh, I, I barely remember any of it. Um, but uh, I remember bef- every single detail. That's a, that's an interesting that. part. So, but before we get to that, you guys want a little bit of a Famosa's history? Yeah. Uh, kind of interesting here. According to some accounts, Famosa's prevented Louis the XV1 what is 14th, that? That's 14th. 14th? Uh, Louis the 14th of France. It, it prevented him from impregnating his wife, Mary Antoinette. Or sorry, XV1 is 16. Um, for the first seven years of their marriage. Uh, and then also U.S. President James Garfield was assassinated by Charles Gatineau in 1881. Gatineau's autopsy report uh, in, indicated that he had phimosis. Mm. Uh, at the time, this led to speculation that Gatineau's murderous behavior was due to phimosis-induced insanity. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, now, my next question is, did you ever feel like you wanted to assassinate a president uh, because of your phimosis? Just the last few years. <laughs> I mean, you could make the argument that maybe his phimosis was so severe that he had never been able to relieve himself sexually. And so the blue balls caused him to go on a matter murderous rampage. There you go. It's all connected. right? But I I don't believe that because I don't think there were junior high dances at that time. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. Um, Um, That is interesting though, because like, you know, uh, sort of at the time, I mean, there's like, I mean, sort of like toxic masculinity is bad now. Think about the time Louis the 16th era, right? I mean, the idea that you can't have children, you can't have sex, 
you know, you, you like and like and you're supposed to be this king. Of course, you're going to be like, yeah. What didn't it didn't have I mean, that's that's Henry the eighth also at Phimosis, didn't Yeah, it? yeah. I mean, like that's uh, that's probably why they just started burning witches. So, like, right. they were just Do like, you remember the scene? I'll bet you Putin's got Phimosis. <laughs> Do you remember? I would not be surprised about that. We might have to cut that out because uh, I don't have any time to be drinking arsenic in my. <laughs> In my coffee. Dude, do you remember the scene in the last duel when there there's a there's a few scenes where they mention it where they say did you have they're talking to um who, who, who's the uh, the actor that plays the uh, Adam Driver no the wife that plays the wife I oh can't right I forget her name but she's so good um and then and they're like when they're when they're on trial they're talking about like did you. Did you have the little death? Is that what they called it? Yeah, that's it's an orgasm. Yeah, they yeah they thought they because they thought at this time that if you you couldn't have a baby unless 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 you had an orgasm, the woman orgasmed. Yeah. Jodie oh, Comer right. is the uh, actress. She's fucking so good. If if that was the case, we would not have an overpopulation scenario. That, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yes, yeah. That's very true. So so uh, back in the day when I got my phimosis, um, I was put under with uh, anesthetic. Like so, I was fully asleep. I don't recall anything. I just woke up, had a very sore penis and needed my mom to put cream on it for like three weeks. <laughs> um, but when you, Brent, when we were spoke, speaking at the bar the other night, you told me that you just got local anesthetic and yes, you were awake the whole time and having oh. a fucking conversation with the doctor while he's slicing wow. up. Wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. So when the doctor went full Shogun Assassin on you <laughs> um, and yep. you were awake, like mm-hmm. what, talk, talk us through that entire process. Like that, it sounds fucking okay. wild. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that actually. That's good. Um, <clears throat> Let's uh, let's go back in time for a second. Mm. Um, uh, just like the first the first meeting that I had with my urologist, um, we uh, we sat down. Um, he played with my penis a little bit. Uh, we talked about options. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, it looks like uh, you can definitely get a um, uh, uh, circumcision if you want." Mm-hmm. Um, he said, "There's two different kinds you can get. You get the dorsal slit, or you can get the full circumcision." Mm-hmm. Um, now, the the dorsal slit for people who don't know, in our first phimosis conversation. We had with Andrew, he had that. He had this thing called the okay. dorsal slit, which is not a full circumcision. Right. And what you're left with after that is still a foreskin that covers the glands of the penis yeah. and it's fully retractable. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a circumcision just removes the foreskin completely yeah. and you have no foreskin at all. Yeah. So I talked to my urologist about that. I was like, well, what's what's the dorsal slit all about? And he said, he said, you know, he said, well, he said to me that most of the people who get the dorsal slit operation are you know, older people mm. who've been sent in, they, they need to get, get it done because of, you know, something else that's going on. Uh-huh. Right. And so basically they've had phimosis their entire lives, haven't dealt with it. Now they, now the doctors need access to their penises for some other reason. And so they just basically have to get a medical something just to open that up. And mm. so, and so he said, yeah, it's mostly older people. They get it. it. He said, it doesn't look great. He said, he said, you seem to be at an age where maybe like the way it looks afterwards is sort of important to you. Mm. And I was like, well, well, yeah, dog, for sure. And <laughs> so he said, he said, I would, he said, I would recommend the circumcision, though it's a longer operation. Mm. And so I was like, okay. I think what it looks like is, uh, is, is like a, a, a turtleneck sweater that was like just heavily stretched. Right, right. Like that neck was stretched way too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andrew, if you're listening, I'm so you sorry. You mean for the dor- dorsal? <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, Actually, I would love yeah. to talk to Andrew about that. Like, yeah. Like just to sort of see. I'm how, looking like, up uh, some photos. Yeah, sort of like a, a turtleneck you got from right Valley now. Village. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, Valley Village turtleneck <laughs> sweater. That's it. Man, this guys, like, I feel so bad that this is like people a, have penises like that. And you're kind of. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> like that. There's yeah. just kind of like. Yeah. It's like a, you're just kind of like you're you're giving it like a quarter zip. That's it. Yeah. It's like a quarter zip sweater for your for your wiener. Yeah. So. And so he, uh, so my urologist sort of talked about, okay, well, so the actual, um, circumcision, you know, I, 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 it's like, uh, 
they take forceps and they pull it up and then like they cut around and up and then like they slice off the front the end of a frenulum and then mm. there you go and i was like yeah let's do that and he's like okay so you have two options he's like you can you can do uh like full anesthetic like we're get knocked out or um you know you can just get local and i was like well is it a painful procedure he's like no it's only like a 25 minute procedure um if you want to get like knocked out for it it's going to be a longer wait list because mm. we have to get like a you know like there's, a, there's more things have to mm. happen to murphy anesthesiologist needs to be involved and stuff yeah he said he said you seem fairly confident in your sort of penis situation so like you know, honestly you'll probably be okay just to get the local anesthetic if you want <laughs> holy shit <sighs> and um and uh it also he also said that i wouldn't have to like fast for a day beforehand and like you know i could actually like basically yeah. get in the car and drive home and start my life afterwards. Yeah. Wow. And that felt better to me. Mm. Um, also, there is something inside of me. Just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to prove how tough I was. I think also, also I have been suffering with this for 20 years. Yeah. I kind of want to be there. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. I want, I want to be a part of this. I, I don't want it to happen. And then me to hear about it afterwards. I, you know, this is a thing that I bought a ticket for, you know, 20 years ago and I'm going to go to the fucking show. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, so yeah. So, um, and it was, it was tough because, um, you know, throughout COVID we've had to, like had to postpone the operation. So like, actually like I booked it a year ago. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So I spent the, I spent the last year thinking about what it's going to be like, uh, which wow. is, it could have gone either way. Right. Ooh, I could have like, I could have, yeah. and I realized that at any moment I could have just chickened out and been like, you know what? No, fuck it. Cause you, you kind of don't know if it's mm-hmm. going to be traumatic for you. Like you don't know if it's going right. to be just traumatic to just watch somebody cut your dick. Well, well you're not I, watching. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't actually watch like you're not, the procedure. You, you, yeah. I was there. Right. But, there, like, there was yeah. like a, was oh, okay. Like a so you can't see yeah. anything. Uh, yeah. No. That would um, be fucked if they were like, do you want to watch? <laughs> you're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let me see. Can I mean, I, that's going to keep it afterwards. Yeah. I feel like that's something yeah. like a doctor. Yeah, I suppose. But you're still, yeah. but you are still you know mentally present in the room you yeah. know that it's happening well a lot of people are really surprised that they that they didn't give me any like uh any kind of drugs just to calm me down Midazolam yeah. or something like nothing. yeah yeah nothing he just like he's like here's you know lay here and i like i lay down put my my, my johnny shirt over my my chest and they put a little you know they put a little thing around my penis and then yeah. a little lobster bib and then they just started working yeah. you know the worst part about it was the first two needles because they take mm. these big fucking mm-hmm. needles and they jam them into the base of your penis. Wow. Right. And he's like, <gasps> he's like, there are two nerves in the base of your penis that run like throughout, throughout your penis that sort of like basically they're the ones that make the penis work. We want to make sure that it's not working while we do Whoa. this procedure. Yeah. The thing is, they're so deep in there, we don't really know exactly where they are. So we're oh just my gonna God. so we're just gonna like jam these in and then just like release the oh. uh, the freezing oh and hopefully it hits them both. Do they put it in the t- on the top or the sides or the bottom? Like, like, sorry, you can't see that. Uh, basically, like the top, uh, yeah, yeah. The top, top uh, east, and then top west. Or right, sure, got you, yeah. got you. Yeah. Did, can I, can I Fuck. ask you before the operation, like the day before, did you do any like grooming or trimming of your like pubes and stuff so you could just so you look nice for the doctors? Or were I you just did. like, and yeah. you know what's funny? Uh, for the first time ever in grooming, I cut my penis. Oh no! <laughs> like at the base? <laughs> no, like around, like actually it was around the foreskin, uh, oh. like the. the yeah, and so like there was oh, actually no. a little oh, tiny no. scar going into the. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like I took I took the first cut because I guess they wouldn't have shaved you anyway because no. it's not because it's happening at the tip not at like no. at the base and then you're dying in the middle of the surgery of the doctor your doctor just recommends manscaped like, <laughs> spot they have a spot they have a <laughs> you know you could have taken care of yourself a little bit <laughs> so um, you're so you're awake they they jam you with these needles and then um, I guess like my my first question is. Um, 
I mean, hopefully you don't feel anything, right? Well, that's the idea, Ooh. right? So like they jam with the two needles to the base of the penis and then, and then he, he injects the, uh, the foreskin in all, all around the area mm. and then just starts, he says, just make, let me know if you feel anything. And oh. I did. He made a little joke. He's like, man, you must be a, you must be a, a terror at the dentist. <laughs> like, yeah, I can feel that. I can feel that. But it was, um, but it was actually pretty great. Like uh, there was a point when uh, a nurse just sort of randomly came in like halfway through my circumcision and introduced herself to me. She's like, hi, my name's Cheryl. I'm like, hi, I'm Brent. It's like, nice to meet you. I'm just here to like, just talk to your doctor for a second. Like they were sort of hanging out. And like, and she was, she was so pretty. And I was like, this is weird. And you're like, the nerve's dead, right? The yeah. nerve's dead. Right. Right. Nothing's um, going to happen here. Right. And, and that was such an interesting experience where it's just like, this is super normal for everyone here. Right. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Um, so, and we were talking about like what I do for work and I had just gone to a, um, to my 25 year high school reunion. And so I told him all about that. And then I was, and I was like, yeah, so wow. like, turns out this is the guy I went to high school with is a murderer. And he's like, what? I'm like, you, you don't care about, like, are, like is it, do you like, like hate gr- gruesome details? I, don't, I won't tell the story if it's weird. And he's like, dude, you realize what we're doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm about to chop your dick. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm one step from a serial killer right <laughs> yeah. now. So. Well, well, that's the thing. We, we came up with an idea. There's patent pending. Uh, what if there was a podcast where it's a true crime podcast with a patient and a doctor and the patient tells the story while the doctor is operating. And just, wow. And like, we thought it'd be a really good, I mean, this, that's this, wild. This actually. is the concept a, we came up with yeah. while he was chopping off the end this of my dick. So he's like, funny. he's like, you know, that's like, they, they would sort of give this sort of, uh, this sort of element of something even more grotesque and more gruesome just to make the story feel a little bit more. What's real. so funny is that this is, this reminds me of like the, the kinds of conversations where you're having something else cut off your body, which is your hair with your barber. So like <laughs> yeah. you're just sitting there with the barber and they're just oh, like yeah. cutting away and you're just having these like chats, about what of whatever the fuck, but you know, and your hair has no nerves. So it's kind of like the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 D- that's, depends what, that's actually exactly the, the feeling, like the, the experience. Yeah. That what, I now had. was it, was it pain? Like when you could feel it, were you like, ow, 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 or no, it was or just like, like okay, a, a discomfort. Like I know what this is. Yeah. yeah. And like, right. and, and like, yeah, I would get sort of that sort of sharp feeling. Yeah. Like, okay. That's, that feels like a pain. And I know, I know what that's like, um, because I had my wisdom teeth, mm-hmm. um, pulled out with local anesthetic, oh, except shit. you can't also crazy. You can't tell them. You can't say ah, 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 because like your mouth yeah, is I mean, full your of mouth fucking is frozen. Hands. And they're like, yeah, and your jaw is probably like pulled. Like, yeah, yeah. And dude, he had, I swear to God, at one point he had both hand, feet on the table and was pulling ah, on my fucking. Oh my goodness! Dude, and you're just like you're like your mouth is just being pulled towards oh, him, God. and then it's just like crack, and then just the tooth snaps dude, off. That's my, my circumcision was much nicer than. That. <laughs> yeah, it does sound a lot nicer. What uh, <laughs> What was the What was the recovery like? What was the aftermath like? Like oh, when we God. met uh, at the bar, I think you were like two or three weeks out. I was three. I was three weeks out. Yeah. Yes. The recovery was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, probably the worst part was the recovery. Uh, like. I walked home, like I basically walked out of the hospital and, yeah. and got into a car, went home. And How was your gait? How was your walk? I had the walk of someone who had just had a circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can imagine exactly what that was. It's more of a waddle, really. <laughs> well, I mean, that's interesting because I was telling, we were talking about this before the, before we started recording that we had just seen Steve-O and one of his bits was the, uh, the vasectomy Olympics where he gets a vasectomy and then immediately does all the things. Immediately he goes and rides a horse two bare, minutes bare, later. Bareback. Yeah. Right? yeah so. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I went home with uh, my uh, penis wrapped up like a mummy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the very first day, I remember, well, I got, I'm going to have to piss. Yeah. And they left a little hole at the end of the cast or, or the bandages. And um, 
So I uh, started pissing and it went 45 degrees, ricocheted off the shower curtain. (laughs) It was like that scene from uh, me, myself, and Irene. Yes. Why am I I being like I had sex last night? (laughs) Yes, I love that. It was crazy. And honestly... uh, Post circumcision, peeing has been so much fun. Yeah, the, the, the stream has changed. I feel like I could actually like, wow. I could actually like write my name in the snow now for the first time. It's yeah. pretty accurate with, because with when you have tight foreskin, your pee's kind of like sort of like yeah. an everywhere place. Yeah. I've been a sit down to pee guy my entire life just because I want to respect <laughs> the places where I'm. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. because yeah. it's a, it, it was a real uh, um, spray and pray kind of scenario. And honestly, you know, we don't have to talk about that. Sitting to pee is is underrated. Anyways. So underrated. It is. It, it is. is. Very it's much just more opportunity to check your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, um, but so uh, the yeah, after the first day, I had to take off my bandage and it was sort of like, you know, that scene in uh, the Jack Nicholson Batman movie where like taking off the bandages. He's like, mirror, mirror. And uh, yeah, so like the, the first the first moment was like sort of a scary thing. And here's the thing. Like I have a really great support network. Uh, I have this friend I met named Peter, uh, who, um, ironically enough, also had, uh, a, a, a circumcision <laughs> around, he was around, I think around 19 and he's, and he's been sort of with me the entire step of the way. I think that's a, that's a step that I forgot to mention with you guys. I actually found a, a really good friend here in town. Who's been like sort of talking about his experience. And now, he mm. was one of the ones who actually his foreskin exploded during sex. And so oh, I believe wow. his recovery must have been like really tough because there was like a lot of trauma in oh, yeah. in that sort of act of like getting the circumcision because it was like absolutely necessary. But he's been really good. And he was like he was like uh, texting me throughout the even when I was like, you know, uh, waiting in the doctor's office. Being like, <laughs> OK, I got the, this guy's got my back. You're like, mm, that's awesome. Photo updates on yeah. the table. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, he told me a story about when he first saw his penis. He said he unwrapped his penis, he looked at it, and he fainted. No. You know? Wow. Because, like, you know, you're looking at something that you're used to seeing looking a very certain way, and all of a sudden it's totally. got it's completely stitches different. coming yeah. out of it, yeah. and, like, it's purple, and it's inflated, and, like, yeah, like, it's, like, he, he said he actually passed out. And it's, like, yeah, so yeah. much a part of your identity. Yeah, like, mm-hmm, like totally. you Like, you wrap that up. You know, we, we talk a lot about, like, how... You know, hair is a huge part of your identity. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like your sexual organs are a ma- major part of your identity. You, you've been with them. You've had an intimate relationship with them your whole life. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's like it, it's got this different appearance. Like that's jarring. Well, I have a brand new penis, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like what was like, you know, I know that I know that in, in terms of like the recovery process, you know, there's a lot of um, you got to you have to be wary and careful of like the. Um, you know the like the the stitches and the and the like the the mm-hmm. places where the the surgery actually, actually took place. I remember like a lot of uh, like applying or having my mom apply a lot of like uh like topical ointments yep. and stuff like that yep. to like ensure that it's like a healthy process of yeah. of healing. Totally. Um, is it it's kind of the same thing? Like still kind of going through that process? Yeah. Like, you well, know. Let, okay, let me tell you this story. This is uh, I think it's important. Yeah, uh, I got an infection uh, probably three days in. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. Oh um, fuck! God so, damn. uh, three days in, I'm like looking at my penis and like, and first of all, it's like, my penis is like, sure. It's a little bit purple, but it's also swollen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at myself in the mirror and it's like, mm, maybe my penis is big now. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I keep the, can I yeah, keep, the swelling? keep the swelling? Can, is that something that can stay? But no, no, it goes away and it goes back to the exact same size. Don't worry about but like, uh, but yeah, after three days, the swill, like basically, um, 
it started swelling on the right hand side and it was like weeping pus and blood oh, and yeah. like yeah, that's scary. and it looked like a uh, like a fucked up sweet potato or kind of like quasimodo oh, <laughs> <no>. sweet potato <laughs> yeah, like it was it that's was hilarious. really gross and and upsetting and and like throbby and and i was and i was like you know i know I know they said it's going to swell up a bit. It's going to be uncomfortable. But I was like, this is, I think this is wrong. Yeah. And so I did something that, you, okay. So I said, so I go to a walk-in clinic. So I went to a walk-in clinic and it was, you know, it was packed. It's like, no, we're not accepting any more patients today. So I went to the next one, packed, not accepting any more patients. Today. So I'm like, maybe I should phone around. There were no walk-in clinics to go to. I called up my family doctor. Uh, I could get in in a week, which I was like, fine. But like, what if my dick falls off in a week? Yeah. Mm. And uh, and so I was like walking towards the emergency clinic. I was like, I'm just, I just need to. Someone's got to look at and it. Like, yeah. And like, it's so funny too, because because uh, uh, Kelly had the car that day, so I was like taking cabs. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, and so God. I was like hobbling down with like this inflated penis, making me walk kind of like a like a cowboy. A what do you bit. What are you wearing for shorts at this time? Because like when you have dick pain stuff, like what you wear totally uh, tight, oh, yeah. tightly. Oh, um, so I I choose me undies. <laughs> me undies. Uh, the perfect gitch for post-operative uh, circumcision care. Yeah, you can get your uh, me undies uh, promo code. Just put uh, Brent Swollen PP <laughs> to get 20% off your next. Yeah, that's Brent Swollen PP 20. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, actually me undies has been great. I mean, I destroyed my entire uh, uh, collection uh, just with Pus and Pus dick blood, and yeah. Dick blood, um, but uh, but they really helped me out. Um, and also just I was just wearing shorts. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, so, and I'm not sure if you're supposed to do this, but I was like, okay, all I need is, you know, something to deal with the infection. You know, like uh, amoxicillin. Yeah. And I know that. I'm I'm pretty sure that that's what I need. And like, all I need to get is like a script for amoxicillin. And then I was thinking, oh my god, my uh, my my doctor had prescribed amoxicillin for an eye infection I had like six months ago that I never picked up. Oh, wow. Nice. And so I just went to the pharmacy and like faked an eye infection. Oh to, my God. And picked up my script, picked up my prescription for, for amoxicillin. <laughs> There's so many doctors out. that listen to this show and all of them are going, oh my God, no. Well, well I know. Is, that's, uh, like, I mean, six to one, half dozen to the other. What's I mean, the maybe, difference? yeah, maybe perhaps. I, pr- I probably shouldn't have done that. And you know what? Maybe it didn't even help. Maybe it didn't make yeah. a difference, but it felt good to me that I was doing something. Now, did no one a- end up looking at it and this was what you decided to do and then and then the infection kind of went away? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Ooh, sounds so, like you nailed it. So, uh, <laughs> the, ne- the next week, I went into the doctor's appointment that I had done with my yeah, amazing family, doc- family yeah. doctor. And, and uh, yeah, he looked at the penis and he said this. Okay. He, he's like, seems to, be, seems to be healing really well. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be worried about anything. Uh, he said, in fact, who did your stitching? And I was Beautiful like, word. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. I was like, uh, he's like, and he like names off a couple doctors. Like, was it this guy? I was like, I was like no, no, it's Dr. Bailey. And this he, looks like Bailey's work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, like you, should, yeah. you should be really happy. This is really good work. He's right down, like <laughs> right great. in front of your junk. And then, yeah. he, and then he looks up and goes, let me guess. Yeah. <laughs> there was this, like, I don't know if he put his signature in there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. he's got this little calling card he leaves. Yeah. yeah but it was. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, he was like a yeah, really handsome penis. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that made me feel really good. I feel like, okay, well, well, that's like, it's did he, did your, well. did your doctor say you have a handsome penis? He's, he's, I mean, no, he didn't say I had, no, I was, I was, right. in my head, that's what he was saying. Okay. Cause I was me. like, but, oh, that's but so he, sweet. But, yeah. but he did go, it is really good stitching. Can I just 
<laughs> oh my god there's so many problems it. so many problems with that um, um uh, but one thing that i that i actually uh how many weeks are we out now like you're four weeks out uh i am uh i guess four and a half weeks okay yeah and i talked to my doctor he's like okay so uh when can i start using this you know, yes for sex and he's like he's like wait a month at least yeah right and i was like That's okay a long time yeah i mean you don't want to but you didn't that. wait a month I waited exactly a month. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so my, my next question, uh, we're, we're coming to time here, but my next question is, you know, when I had the procedure done. Well, wait, wait, wait. You're not going to ask another question, not ask about how was the first time having sex. All right. Well, then how was the, yeah, how, wait, how was developing a, your new relationship? Exactly. A month. What happened? Yeah. Well, uh, well, I mean, throughout the first couple of weeks, whenever I would like, I mean, whenever I'd see like a, a girlfriend or something like I would get these incredibly painful erections. Yes, yeah. Um, which was like, <laughs> which was kind of weird, yeah. you know, where I'm just like, okay, I feel every single stitch. Yeah. I need to walk away from it. Morning Wood was like, the, like oh, yeah. It was oh awful. God. It was it was really terrible. And oh. Especially at 16, like you're just, you're waking up That's raging. That's so interesting. Like I would have thought that maybe it would have been like, um, when I when I got hit by the car and I had a fucking bunk, bunch of broken bones, it's like I, I sleep on my stomach mm-hmm. and I roll around a lot in my sleep. But when I was broken, I just slept on my back yep and and it's like your body just kind of tells no. you like don't do that yeah when you're in rem sleep you're in rem state you're you're your cock's going woo yeah. let's fucking go especially you know? if you haven't had sex in a while then yeah oh, oh my yeah. god yeah. yeah the morning wood was uh atrocious excruciating yeah yeah and it was like i would like wake up twice every night and then uh and then piss, and then like you know, I wasn't supposed to like even ejaculate for the first three weeks. Yeah, which I was like, but at, at the three week mark, I was like, man, I uh, I realized why the weeks. Proud Boys are so angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wait, do, do they have a do they, do they have like a do they have a no a no uh, master, masturbation policy? Ejaculate yeah. having sex. No, oh yeah. my god, yeah. that is exactly yeah, you really why they're so upset. You really can't use it. So so the first time using it, um, did it did it feel did it feel good? Yes, it did. Yeah, right. uh, it did. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I gotta say that um, it's different. It's like having a different penis, yes, right? Like, totally. yeah, like um, I'm still not sure how to masturbate. I'm still not sure how to have sex as yeah. a person yeah. without a foreskin. Yeah. And like, so it's like there's a lot of trial and error. Yeah, you gotta um, change your whole method and yeah no like more one direction patterns yeah oh no God. more one i mean the one direction thing still works but the thing yeah. that i would say like and for anybody who's listening to this who is also going through uh getting a new penis and getting circumcised prior to uh famosis like the 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 need or requirement for something like lube when masturbating um is was was is kind of low mm-hmm. uh yep. because you have that foreskin that that sort of covers the glands and it's so there's like an easier sort of like like way to manage the friction of yeah. that after uh, circumcision, having just your glands fully exposed, mm-hmm. lube is like essential, essential Whoa, for really? all, all every time. Yeah, like whether right. it's whether you know lube or fucking anything. Can, can anything. you recommend a lube that works for you? I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'll, I'll take a photo of it when I get home. There's oh, a, cool. there's a great one at, um, at the pleasures and treasures that I just got. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so the other question that I had was now that you can see it, it's on, you know, the mum, the mummy has been unwrapped. It has been. Yeah. Um, what do you, how do you feel about the way it looks? Because, uh, personally I love the look of a circumcised penis and, uh, prefer, the look of it mm-hmm. and but 
but again, I got circumcised at 16. You right. were used to the look of this penis for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what did the, you know, how do you feel about the way that it presents now? I really like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I wasn't sure because like, this is, I feel like I've just like met a new friend. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And yeah right. So it's very different. Um, but I really like, um, yeah, I think it's really a handsome penis. Yeah, totally. And like, and I'm just getting to know it. You know, it might piss me off at some point, but like right now, I think we have a pretty good. relationship. It sounds so exciting. Like it a, is like yeah. a new yeah, budding relationship. Well, and, like, and like the head of the penis is like it's so smooth. Yeah, and like you know, like and like and like I'm just like having so many like new experiences with like yeah. you know, personal experiences with my penis, and it's uh it's fantastic. I yeah. I I I th- I think I have a little bit of ghost foreskin mm. sometimes. Like I'm th- interesting. Like I'll like. Sometimes, especially when I'm like going to sleep, I sort of like think that I can feel like, you know, sometimes like you get a little itchy under the foreskin or something. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm like, oh no, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Phantom, phantom, phantom pains, foreskin. phantom foreskin <laughs> yeah. sensations. Wow. Um, well, Brent, uh, first of all, congratulations on, uh, on your new relationship to your brand new, uh, member. And, uh, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for, for, you know, a, having the courage to come in and talk to us about, um, phimosis and your penis and, you know, some like very personal stuff. Um, I know that again, this is going to be one of those episodes, I'm sure that's going to like, you know, kickstart another, uh, wave, another tsunami of, of, uh, of people out there who, who like realize that perhaps like maybe this is something that would be beneficial to them. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, for, you know, on behalf of all those folks, thank you for, for adding to the conversation. Um, this has been this has been a real treat, and I'm so glad that we ran into each other at the movie. And you were like, "I got circumcised." It's like, <laughs> it the best way to start the fucking conversation. That's how I've been introducing myself to pretty much everyone. <laughs> Hello, my That's... name is Brent, and I have a brand new penis. Yeah, uh, fresh circumcision here. Thanks, <laughs> dude. This has been this has been real fun. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's been my pleasure. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.